0: Montana's top football prospect made his college choice last week. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Reed Harris, a superb athlete from Great Falls who is currently ranked in the top 50 prospects in the nation by several recruiting services, announced on Twitter that he has verbally committed to Boston College. Harris chose BC over FBS offers from Oregon State, Iowa State, Central Michigan, Colorado State, San Diego State, and Utah State, plus FCS offers from Yale, Montana, Montana State, Idaho, and Idaho State. The 6'5", 215-pound plays quarterback for Great Falls High, but could play a number of positions at the college level. Harris is also one of the top sprinters and horizontal jumpers in the state in track and field and last season he threw for 1,544 yards and 12 touchdowns while rushing for 537 yards and five more scores. Kagan Williams, a running back who previously played at San Diego State, announced his commitment to Montana State on Sunday. Williams is a 5'9", 195-pound graduate transfer who attended Cedar Hill High School in Texas before spending the last four seasons at sdsu he rushed for almost 700 yards and two touchdowns during his career with the aztecs and finally metropolitan state transfer laolu okay has landed with the grizz men's basketball team over the past two seasons okay posted 28 double doubles in 45 games he averaged 12.2 rebounds per contest for the division two school in denver he is the seventh new addition to the grizz roster this offseason Once upon a time when the only concerts I'd ever been to were Weird Al Yankovic and Willie Nelson, which, by the way, I wish I could redo the Willie Nelson because I was like 10 when I went to Willie Nelson, and I had no appreciation for it whatsoever. I thought it was so boring. And now, like, as a 35-year-old man, I would love to go to Willie Nelson. So thanks, Mom, for taking me to Willie Nelson once upon a time. Um, But back in the day when I'd only been to two concerts, when I was like in, uh, this must have been like... 7th or 8th grade, 311, who you're just listening to there, and Sugar Ray, when Sugar Ray was like at the height of their powers, they came to the Adam Center, and we had this whole scheme. This is when me and my buddy, me and one of my best friends growing up, we had this whole scheme where we were going to take some of our our uh, lawn mowing money, we were going to get tickets, we are going to find some high school girls to drive us down there because we didn't have cars, obviously, and then it all fell apart, and uh, we weren't able to actually go. So all that's to say, on May 24th, when 311 is at the Kelhouse Amphitheater, I'm definitely going to go because <laughs> I've been looking forward to seeing them since I was 13 years old. And I'll actually get to be able to do it. I'll even get to drive myself there. I even have a car and money for the tickets and everything. Don't even have to spend my lawn mowing allowance. This... Playlist today brought to you by Shows that are coming to Missoula Can't wait for concert season to be in full force This is Nuanas Now Thank you so much for listening Hope you're having an outstanding Monday I'm still riding a high for my awesome concert Last night, actually great Great Sunday overall Got to hang out with the family Wonderful dinner at my brother's father-in-law's house And I uh, got to see with all the kids And uh, then went on down to the Wilma Saw some Charlie Crockett And uh, it was very fun So I'm having a great start to the week. Hopefully you're having a great start to the week as well. You want to stream the show, listen anywhere besides your traditional radio or television, head on over to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Or how about this? Make it easy for yourself. Just download the ESPN Montana app. Got it rolling right now. You can stream this show live or archived at any time. You can also check out Grizzly Cross as they get into the – Conference, the postseason portion of their season upcoming, and uh, on the horizon as well, Grizz Hockey will be available on the ESPN Montana app as well, so go download the ESPN Montana app. Mr. Thing, in the first time of the show, we have the Montana Football Hour, a very interesting discussion about prospects from Montana who either stay or don't stay in Montana, what that pressure or lack thereof, what that spotlight, what that exposure does to their reputation, but also Myth-making in the modern age. How has Troy Anderson become the myth that he is so far beyond almost any other Montanan who stayed in-state or went out of state? It's amazing. He's such a throwback and such a compelling character. The NFL draft on the horizon. We also talked this is the phenomenon of the transfer portal and uh, also talked about Reed Harris who is The number one recruit in Montana this year, Great Falls High, he's committed to Boston College over the weekend. So congratulations to him. You can find everything from the Montana football hour on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by the Advocates as well as Sports Bet Montana. We're gonna talk some hoops. We're gonna start with Grizz hoops, and then we'll talk some NBA as well. Over the weekend, the Grizz men's basketball roster continued evolving. We talked about it briefly last week, but Darrell and Deshaun Thomas, pair of brothers, one of whom's a high school guy out of Skyline Prep in Phoenix, the other who was a good player at Colorado State this last year. They are both now officially Grizz. They've officially signed. That is in addition to the four high school prospects that Montana signed during national signing, the opening of the national signing period last Wednesday. Those guys uh, include Jackson Knapp, of Renton, Washington, uh, as well as um, Rhett Reynolds from Shelby, Caden Bateman from uh, Missoula Big Sky. And then over the weekend, the Grizz got another transfer. I'm I'm trying to learn how to pronounce his name. We're going to have to figure out – I'm going to have to reach out to him, hopefully get him on the show, and then he'll tell us how to pronounce it. But Leolu Oke, I believe is how you say it. But he's a standout power forward from Division II Metropolitan State. So Metro State, a, a good Division II school there in Denver, I uh, played in the RMAC. This guy's a double-double machine, 28 double-doubles in 45 games over the last two seasons, averaged 12.2 rebounds per game. So I don't care what level you're playing at. That's an amazing amount of rebounds per contest. But that's all to say now the Grizz, who had five guys in the transfer portal and now have seven new guys it's going to be a new-look roster next year. You're still going to have some familiar faces, at least for now. Guys like Brandon Whitney and Josh Bannon are still on the roster. Josh Vasquez, Derek Carter-Hollinger, guys have been around for a couple years now. Mac Anderson, of course, the only Montanan on the roster. But you're also going to have to replace the five guys in the portal as well as some of the other uh, seniors like uh, Scott Blakeney, a transfer from Idaho, who uh, graduated this last year as well. So we're we'll bringing our producer, Andrew Houghton, ESPN uh, Radio, as well as SkylineSportsMT.com. Um, Your thoughts on the Grizz dipping into the D2 ranks? Because I actually think that this is... We're talking about all the different elements of, of the transfer game. I actually think this is one of the most interesting ones that I think is a little bit underused. We were just talking about how it's not really that prevalent for great Big Sky guys to get poached by, like, the Big Ten. I'm not sure, actually, why there's not more really good D2 guys that are recruited by Big Sky schools. I mean, we've already seen... Um, Linton McLeese the, the third, the uh, the Eastern Washington guy, he was a San Francisco State transfer this last year. He was really good in the big sky. Jake Wiley was formerly an, a non D one guy, uh coming from Lewis and Clark State. So uh as much as they there's belly aching about the big sky being a farm league for upper leagues, maybe it's the big sky that should be using the lower levels as the farm league instead. Well, why not, right? If you right. if you've got a guy like that, to me what this shows,
1: Coulter is uh really impressive by the staff, right? Because what the transfer portal does is it just opens up the possibilities exponentially. And you can find diamonds in the rough, like I'm sure they're hoping that this guy will be. But you you have to evaluate these kids. You have to reach out to them. I mean, you have to decide in the first place that you do want to reach out to them. And that's uh, a, a place where I think that now, with the portal and with the volume of names in there, it's going to overwhelm a lot of staffs or a lot of staffs just aren't going to put the full on effort into it but if you have a good hard working coaching staff that can, do, that can do that and can come up with these players first of all it minimizes the impact of your own guys going into the portal when you can when you can come up with transfers who can play at this level from unlikely sources like D2 or like NAIA or wherever Uh, And it it just makes your roster better. And that's what I think, you know, grabbing a guy from out of D2, if he plays well, really reflects well on the staff because that's a guy that a lot of places, I think, would miss or would not, you know, give a fair look to, would
0: not put the work into scouting and evaluating. I also think that maybe there's the – there's always the risk when you bring in a guy that's like maybe, quote-unquote, dropping down from a power five, that he's going to come in and think that he's the man, that he's going to come in – and sometimes you need that guy to come in and think they're the man. Like when Andre Spite transferred from Arizona State to Northern Colorado, they brought him in explicitly to play on the ball and score 25 points per game. They're like That was the stated goal from all parties involved. But then sometimes you worry about that guy uh, either thinking it's going to be easy, like, oh, I was at Oregon. I'll be able to go to the big sky and just kill it, and that's never the case. But you wonder if the guys from the D2 levels maybe come in with a little bit less ego. I also have not seen okay play. But he's six foot eight. His pictures look like he's he's very put together, you know, very physically strong. Even though he's quote unquote only listed at two hundred and ten pounds, but he looks like he's he's you know got good muscle structure and things like that. But you look at his numbers, and to me, it seems very clear that they recruited this guy for a very specific role. I mean, he averaged twelve point two rebounds per game last year, five and a half offensive, six and a half defensive, which are great numbers. He shot. 65% from the floor last year but only 11 points per game. So this guy is going to come in as be kind of like the dirty work guy. But that's what Montana just needs so bad. And so uh, if he if he is what I think they're projecting him as, this seems like a good addition. Well, that's right and it's so
1: tough um to make you know sweeping conclusions not only about how good these players are because we haven't seen them, but for about sure. how this roster is gonna fit together.
0: Well and, and, and as we know too with Grizz basketball, one of the most important parts is can you play for Travis Takir? Right. Period. Like if you can't play the the defense that he wants you to play. You're not going to play. So how do you react to that if that's the case? You have to rise to the challenge because he is going to challenge you. Right, and as far as whether these guys are going to be able to do that, like we don't know.
1: How is this team going to fit together? What are the roles going to shake out as? Which of these transfers are, are any good? Like I don't know, and we won't know until I see them play at least a little bit in the fall and in the winter, but if I had to... You know, come to one conclusion about this class of transfers that you're bringing in. I think you're exactly right. You can see it with OK. You can see it, I think, with Deshaun Thomas. They're just trying to get more physical. I mean, they're bringing in guys who, like you say, can do the dirty work and can just be able to, you know, stand up physically. I
0: think both of those guys. I mean, you look at them, like you said, they're put together, man. For sure, Uh, absolutely. Nuwan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Uh, Deshaun Thomas, and, and that's, I mean for all of the scrutiny that we gave the Grizz men's basketball program last year, I, I do appreciate Travis to for him for being uh steady and also honest because, you know, we were in the midst of <laughs> one of the most haphazard radio shows I've ever done when we were in Boise because the, the Grizz and Weber state got over right when, uh, We were rolling on the show, and and I had a couple pre-records that weren't firing and and whatever. So the point is, I didn't get to the press conference until the players had gone, but I needed to be in there because I wanted to ask Travis Takir one specific question. I I had to ask him, what do you need to do to return this program to a championship level? That was the only question I asked Coach Takir in the post-game press conference. But he said, point blank, he said, we need to get bigger and stronger. We need to have a better inside presence, rebound the basketball better, protect the rim better. I thought that was great self awareness on his part. So I think that sort of the delusion of college basketball is one of the biggest flaws in the sport in general, especially when it comes from coaches. Coach Secure, not delusional, he was very uh, straightforward in in that evaluation. And uh, it seems like they have made an effort to do exactly that get bigger and stronger. Because Deshaun Thomas is 6'8, 235, a guy that scored 15 points in the NCAA tournament for Colorado State against Michigan. And okay now is also six foot eight so it seems like they've they've addressed the weakness and, and are going after the weakness yeah and, and like you said i think that shows really good self-awareness but
1: that's you know the one conclusion that i would take away from this class i mean they've they've got guys i mean josh bannon i think showed a lot more physicality at the end of the season i mean he's a guy that still probably needs to put on weight and muscle but he's not afraid of doing the dirty work. I mean, Derek Carter Hollinger coming back is another guy who's, uh, you know, built in the same mold as these sort of transfers that they're bringing in. Um,
0: I his, think His whole problem, though, is only 6'5". Yeah, but same like body type, though. Yeah, for sure. Derek Carter Hollinger is just... Uh, I, I feel so bad for him because he could have such a cool and unique role if they would just cast him as that, but he's, like, just not that he hasn't been cast correctly. Credit to him for me like sort of turning into a guy that can knock down the corner three, but that's certainly not what he should be. What he was when he was a freshman is what he should be, like a high-energy guy who's getting a lot of offensive rebounds, like put-back dunks, things like that. That's what Derek Carter Hollinger should be.
1: Yeah, and they're throwing alleys to him. I think
0: you saw that a little bit
1: in in one of the games uh, late down the stretch that we were at. I forget which one, um, but where he he came off the bench and he did have a couple big offensive rebounds, uh, a a big put-back dunk. Um, and, and got the crowd going really well. Um, so I agree with you, but um, we'll also see if he takes a step forward with his shooting this year, because I think
0: maybe there is some more potential in there. No, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Now, let's talk a little NBA. ESPN are all betting all the time, presented by Sports Bet Montana. Really fun to bet. You can bet like the, the just the series. Who's going to win the series? That's a really fun bet. You also put together some parlays, like uh, when it's a four-game day. Put together a few parlays, like, you know, pick the the Celtics and the Suns straight up or, or whatever. Pin them all together. Very fun. You can always find Sportsbet Montana kiosks just by going on the Sports Bet Montana website, clicking on locations, and uh make the games even more fun by putting some bets down with the NBA playoffs rolling. The playoffs got underway in their full capacity this weekend. They had the play-in games all week last week, and uh, then four games per day each of the last two days. So Saturday's action included a uh, good come-from-behind win by the Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell made just one shot in the first half, and then exploded in the second half, finished with 32 points, and the Jazz beat the Dallas Mavericks sans Luka Doncic, 99-93. The Timberwolves continued to stay hot, and they Punched Memphis right in the face. Anthony Edwards, 36 points and 6 assists. John Morant gave Pat Beverly 15 points right out the gates after those two have been talking all sorts of smack to each other. Morant finished with 32 points and 8 assists. But Minnesota, 130 points, 41 in the first quarter alone, and they win going away 130-117. to 117. So Memphis's home court advantage of the two-seed, gone. So that'll be an interesting series to follow. The... Raptors and the 76ers was just an offensive onslaught. Sixers scored 35 points in each of the first three quarters. Terrence Maxey just went all the way off, 38 points for this guy. And uh, Philadelphia destroys Toronto, 131, 111. And then the nightcap, the Golden State Warriors defeat the Denver Nuggets, 123 to 107. And, uh, the Warriors look really, really good as well. Just the, the way that they uh, shared the ball, the way they have 33 assists on 43 field goals made. Jordan Poole continues his breakout performance, uh, 30 points for him. Nikolai Djokic had 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists, but the Warriors take a one nothing lead. And then on Sunday, your results included Miami just drilling Atlanta 115-91, 27 points for Duncan Robertson to lead the Heat. The Celtics outlast the Nets, get a one-point victory behind uh despite 39 points from Kyrie Irving, 39 points and a whole bunch of booze in Boston. He was getting it from the uh, Celtic Faithful, but the Celtics take a one-nothing lead over Brooklyn. 115-114 the final score there. 31 points for Jason Tatum. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls played a game that looked like it was from 1994. Uh it was such a defensive slugfest, and the Bucks come out on top, 93-86. You do not want to get into that type of a game with the with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. I promise you that, because they will beat you <laughs> in that type of a game. Especially then if they could just ride Giannis Antetokounmpo, which they did, twenty-seven points and sixteen rebounds for the reigning NBA MVP. And then in the nightcap last night, the Phoenix Suns take down the New Orleans Pelicans, one ten to ninety-nine. Chris Paul, timeless, thirty points, ten assists, and. Seven rebounds. So there's your uh, results for the uh, NBA. Uh, we're going to come back to some more blindside uh, later, but let's do one. Let's, let's do one blindside right now. What What do you got for me, Andrew? What, just give me an NBA question. Well, I think just simply, and now that we've seen every team uh, play at least
1: once in these playoffs, Coulter scale of 1 to 10, how wide open is the championship race this year? Well,
0: it's a really good question because it's a really good question because I think several of the top contenders are going to have a hell of a time getting out of the first round. The Celtics are certainly one, in my eyes, one of the four or five best contenders. And they're going to have a really hard time getting past Brooklyn, especially if Kyrie Irving's playing like this. I know people love to hate him, but the dude is nasty. He is so good. And, you know, even then you add that Kevin Durant might be the best player in the world right now. Uh, pretty tough draw for the Celtics. It's the same thing with the Grizzlies, though. I don't know if the Grizzlies are among my top five championship favorites. Uh, but they're going to have a hard time. And then how much does it wear you out, too, then? Like, how much does that wear you down going in? Uh, but it is. I think it's really wide open. I think part of it is because the definitive favorite is the Phoenix Suns, but it's hard to compartmentalize that in your brain. I honestly think that my betting favorite is the Golden State Warriors because I think that they have been there before, and I think that if they can harness it again. But then all that said, we still haven't truly uh, solidified just how good the Suns are, but the Suns are really good, (laughs) and we just have a hard time, like, sort of compartmentalizing that that's the reality in the NBA right now, that they actually are the best team.
1: That's why I asked you the question, Coulter, because I think that, like... There's so much talk about how wide open this year is and, and nobody really knows who the top contenders are or, or there is, you know, maybe a group of five or six top contenders as opposed to in the last couple of years when it was really the Warriors and then a couple other teams maybe. But I just wonder if we're out thinking ourselves because the Phoenix Suns were... Like, should the, should the Suns just be the absolute number one championship favorite? They were one of the best regular season teams in the NBA in the
0: last decade. I mean, since the turn of the century maybe? Like, their record is... Wild man, well, so uh, good. Sure. I mean, sixty-four wins. I think is the eighteenth most in the history of the league. I think that there, there's been. Se- I know it's eighteenth because there's been seventeen sixty-five win teams, mm. and I believe that uh, all but two of those teams have won the championship. So, uh, or at least made it to the finals. Won the conference championship. I think is the actual stat.
1: But it does show the power of the narratives, like you're talking for about. We sure.
0: haven't seen but them do it see, before. It, this that's true. The power of the narrative is so real, but also. Fortunately and unfortunately for the NBA, the single biggest factor in in the NBA playoffs is do you have the best player? And the Phoenix Suns, they need, even though their best player is probably Devin Booker, their most important player and the player that they need to be at his best is Chris Paul. And that's why we have a hard time believing. I love Chris Paul. I love CP3. He has never done it he 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 and how is it going to how is he going to do it the older he gets but maybe he is maybe this is the year where he doesn't get hurt or he doesn't fall apart i'm not sure but that's the thing is i guess what it comes down to is in a 7 game series how am i going to bet for chris paul and devin booker to beat giannis antetokounmpo how i don't know how you rationalize that how do you bet for them to beat Joel Embiid and James Harden? How do you bet for them to beat Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? How do you bet for them to beat Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? I mean, all of the guys that I'm naming are better players than the guys at the Suns have. I shouldn't say that. Not, 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 not better. More proven in terms of in the playoffs. And so, I don't know. But, the, I mean, I guess maybe it is, though. Maybe the maybe the the narrative needs to be flipped because they did play in the finals last year and then went out the best record in the league by a long shot this year. Right, and people forget
1: because of the way that series ended, but they were up 2-0 in the finals that year, last last year. Totally.
0: I mean, they looked like they were they were headed for it. Giannis just went atomic and just just, just just carried the entire team to the championship. Well, year. right, and going up 2-0, I mean,
1: really what it was, they held serve at home. I mean, everybody yeah, says right, the series right. doesn't start until the away team loses. Well, they just won their first two home games, and right. so it was sort of just holding serve there. But, yeah, it, it's been a fascinating question because I think that – the uncertainty around just who is going to win this year is as high as I've ever seen it. But I think maybe we're we're overthinking it a little bit. I think Devin Booker is so important for that team because Devin Booker sort of like counterbalances all the psychic weight and scarring of all of Chris Paul's previous yeah. playoff failures. Like yeah. I'm sure Chris Paul is thinking about that, but it helps when the guy next to you— is just this 23- or 24-year-old kid out of Kentucky who does not care about any of that, who's rolling up to the game in these lowriders like he was doing during the playoffs last year and just doesn't give a crap. About the history or the failure or anything, he's going to give everybody his best shot.
0: Would we have more respect, Ed, would opponents fear Devin Booker more if he wasn't such a pretty boy dating the Jenner sisters or whatever he's doing? Yes. I I, yes. I, I really think the fact that he looks like he's 14 years old and he's, he is riding around in the cars and dating them celebrities and he's like, Mr. Pretty Boy Model, like... If dude was just ugly, I think he'd have a lot more respect. Which is so funny because is he is, funny. he's one of the
1: most cold-blooded killers oh, in the no league, qu- man. No I mean, their record in close games this year is what got them to that 64 wins. And it's because Chris Paul, in the regular season, never does anything wrong in crunch time. And because
0: Devin Booker's an assassin, man. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy that he it remains so underrated. I mean, the dude has averaged 25-plus points per game for five years in a row. I mean, he averaged... 27 points a game this year. That's like elite, elite. Like, that's Carmelo Anthony-level scoring. And he just doesn't get the respect that maybe he deserves. It is interesting. It's New Orleans Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Student of the Week coming up. We're going to have a bunch of them for you this week. Great job by Andrew rounding up a bunch of uh, these interviews with some of the high school kids as we get close to the end of the academic year. The uh, Student of the Week scholarship is coming up soon as well. And we'll also give you an update on some phenomenal track and field times from over the weekend for both Grizz and Bobcat athletes. Keep it right here. It's Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. Montana's top football prospect made his college choice last week. Hello, I am Coulter Duanez. Reed Harris, a superb athlete from Great Falls who is currently ranked in the top 50 prospects in the nation by several recruiting services, announced on Twitter that he has verbally committed to Boston College. Harris chose B.C. over FBS offers from Oregon State, Iowa State, Central Michigan, Colorado State, San Diego State, and Utah State, plus FCS offers from Yale, Montana, Montana State, Idaho, and Idaho State. The 6'5", 215-pounder plays quarterback for Great Falls High, but could play a number of positions at the college level. Harris is also one of the top sprinters and horizontal jumpers in the state in track and field. And last season, he threw for 1,544 yards and 12 touchdowns while rushing for 537 yards and five more scores. Kagan Williams, a running back who previously played at San Diego State, announced his commitment to Montana State on Sunday. Williams is a five-foot-nine, 195-pound graduate transfer who attended Cedar Hill High School in Texas before spending the last four seasons at SDSU, he rushed for almost 700 yards and two touchdowns during his career with the Aztecs. And finally, Metropolitan State transfer Laolu Oke has landed with the Grizz men's basketball team. Over the past two seasons, Oke posted 28 double-doubles in 45 games. He averaged 12.2 rebounds per contest for the Division II school in Denver. He is the seventh new addition to the Grizz roster this offseason. I am so happy for the resurgence of, like, singer-songwriter country-western music. The machine that is Nashville, it pumps out some, you know, fine, fun stuff or whatever, but it's not the same as, like, outlaw country, like what what my old man used to call AM country. I don't like that AM country. I I like this Marcus King. He'll be at the Wilma May 11th. Very much looking forward to it. Soulful voice, great lyrics. Just another great show coming down the pipe. This playlist is brought to you today by all the shows that I want to (laughs) see that are coming up in the next month or so. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. The academic school year winding down. We got a couple months left here for high school kids. But uh, we have been going through our Mattress Hermit Student of the Week. And uh, we have done it kind of in spurts this year, kind of loading you up on them. And so we're going to be catching up with several of the people. So we were gone most of March, so it was really hard to, to schedule and pre-record all this stuff. So, and a lot of these kids are just so busy. I mean, they, they're multiple sport athletes and they got a lot going on. That's how they become the student of the week. That's all I have to say, though. Mattress Firm gives away a student of the week award each week, association with us here at ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. And each of those student of the weeks are then entered into the student of the year uh, contest. So if you know an outstanding student, all they have to do is be involved in activities, any sort of activity. Doesn't have to be sports, it can be, certainly, uh, oftentimes is. But any sort of clubs or extracurriculars that they're involved in, if they're a great student and they're involved in things in their communities, nominate a mattress firm, mt.com backslash students. And the at the end of the year, we will give away a mattress from Student of the Year scholarship worth more than three thousand dollars. So, if you know an outstanding student, nominate them. This week's student of the week: Hollis Baker, a catcher from Billings uh, on the softball team. Andrew Houghton's interview with her from last week. And we're back on nuanas Now with another of our Student of the Week segments,
1: catching up with these as we roll into the spring sports season. Joining us for this one, Billing senior softball, senior catcher, Hollis Baker. Hollis, first of all, thanks for coming on with us.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me.
1: Let's just start it there. I mean, uh, I know you guys are having a pretty good season um, contending for a state title, but how, how's the season been so far for you guys?
2: Um, it's been really good. Our Younger girls coming in have a really good dynamic with us five seniors, and I'm pretty hopeful for our success this season.
1: As a senior, what's it like um, you know, incorporating some of those younger girls into the team, building them into the team, making them uh, you know, a part of the team, a part of the community? Is that something you've really had to work on?
2: Um, I think something that Shulin's program does really well is he creates a really good environment for people to learn and grow up in. So coming into that as a freshman and having my seniors and upperclassmen lead me and then now being, being able to do that for other girls is,
1: is pretty cool, and I really enjoy that. And you're a catcher. I mean, have you always been a catcher? What drew you to that, uh, to that position and sort of to the tools of ignorance?
2: Yeah, so ever since I started playing softball, I have caught for our pitcher, Kennedy Venner. So I just kind of stuck with it never really got into other positions, and I've loved it.
1: What's that relationship like now, having caught her for so long and, and worked with her for so long?
2: Really an amazing friendship that we have, I think, getting to grow up, playing sports together, go to school together, and then being able to support each other, um, lose a couple of state championships together, and now be here with a season that looks pretty good. It's pretty incredible, pretty humbling to be able to play with somebody like that, somebody that keeps me motivated, and
1: somebody who's always been there to support me. Well, that's right. You guys have come close to a state championship um, in the past. It's Hollis Baker, Billing Sr., catcher, joining us for a Student of the Week segment here on Nuanes Now. Um, but you guys have been close to a state championship a couple years in the past, but you haven't quite gotten there. What was the mood coming into this season, knowing that this was your last chance to, to get something that you've been so close to?
2: I think all of us are extremely motivated because we know what it's like to be in that situation and what it's like to not come out on top. So we all really want to kind of rally together and support each other and really get it done for each other these years because we've all kind of grown up playing together. So it's really good, I think. We have a super good dynamic. We're all super close because of it. Um, And I think it's only made us stronger.
1: Well, and off the field, how's your uh, senior year been going as you're um, sort of coming to the end of your high school career here?
2: Um, it's It's been great. I'm actually working towards my EMT certification right now, and I'm part of several organizations that have really uh, offered a lot of opportunities to me and helped me be successful in and out of the classroom as well.
1: That's right. Uh, you you said you were looking at becoming uh, a future medical professional. What was the impetus for that, the inspiration behind that that make you wanted to, to work towards that?
2: Um, Well, when I was in fifth grade, I went to a summer camp at the college here, and it was kind of medical-based, and that really sparked my interest. And then the teacher that taught that class actually now is my senior year teacher for my ENT class. So she's kind of kept me on that pathway and kept me pretty motivated um, and exposed me to a lot of really cool things that have kind of kept my interest centered in medicine.
1: Definitely. What's the process been like as far as um, trying to reach your EMT certification, um, possibly trying to work in that field? Just what's that look like for you?
2: Um, well, I've had a lot of support and a lot of resources going to school in Billings with having the Career Center and a lot of other organizations that kind of want to push kids in that direction. I would say that it's been a pretty straightforward thing for me to be able to stay on track and. Have that support from my teachers and my peers, um, who also are looking like towards a common goal.
1: It's billing senior senior softball player Hollis Baker joining us for a student of the week segment here on Nuanez now. Hollis, you're playing softball. You're you're working like you said towards your EMT certification. You're you're hoping for a future in the medical field. What else do you have going on as you're heading towards the end of your senior year here? Well, and
2: softball pretty much takes up all my time. <laughs> to be honest with you, but I don't really mind that. It's uh, It keeps me busy, keeps me
1: motivated. For sure. Well, nothing wrong with that. Hollis, thank you so much for your time. Good luck as you're heading towards the end of uh, this senior softball season here, hoping to bring a state title back to Billings Senior. And uh, good luck in the future as you head towards the rest of your goals. Thanks.
0: Thanks for being on with
1: us today.
2: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: There you go. Mattress Firm Student of the Week mattressfirmmt.com backslash students. Keep those nominations coming. We'll keep providing the interviews. You can also check out the stories on SWX Montana Television as well. And thanks to Andrew Houghton for that great interview with Hollis Baker of Billings Senior, a standout softball player. How about some standout track times from over the weekend? We'll get to some of the best of the best from the Brian Clay Invitational. Keep it right here. New now ESPN Radio.
1: Last week on the ESPN Roundtable, Tucker Sargent giving an update on the Montana Grizzlies cross season. But When we were stagnant for two hours in standstill traffic in California,
0: Nevada desert, it was about 120 degrees. I couldn't be prouder of the fact that our team held it together. No one killed anyone because it was certainly
1: on everyone's mind just melting back there. I don't think there was a shirt on in the bus.
2: Tune in to the ESPN Roundtable every Wednesday in the 5 o'clock hour on Nuanez Now. Brought to you by Paradise Falls.
0: One, two, now on ESPN Radio. This one is one I know is just going to blow my hair right back. The Who, not Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend, no. The Who, the H-U, Mongolian throat singing at the Wilma, April 29th. Can't wait. These guys' music videos are crazy. They, like, make you sweat. They're so intense. <laughs> I can't wait for this. I don't I don't understand damn what they're saying. Uh, but I, I just, I'm so uh, compelled by this, this uh, band, and uh, they'll be at the Wilma. April 29th, so maybe I'll see you there. It's Nuana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on a Monday. Colter Nuwana's coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport studio. Northwest Motorsport, located here in Missoula, the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting online at nwmsrocks.com. Got things kicked out with the Montana Football Hour, a very interesting conversation about... Myth-making football prospects in Montana that stay or go. The commitment of Reed Harris, Great Falls standout to Boston College, and an interesting conversation about transfers in both football and college basketball. We've also talked some NBA and some Grizz hoops. And we had our latest student of the week with Hollis Baker of Billings Senior. You can find everything from today's show on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Sportsbet Montana, as well as... The advocates. Let's do some uh, college track and field to take you home here on your Monday. This is presented in part by the M-Store. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M-Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M-Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M-Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters For more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in the new shop. Come by the M Store today and wear with the Grizzware or always shop online at MontanaMStore.com. The Brian Clay Invitational took place this weekend, one of the great invitational um, track meets in the country, especially during the regular season of the outdoor track season. Down in California. And so often we see Athletes from Montana, Montana State, and from around the big sky go to these meets against elevated competition and run against some of the best track athletes in the country, and it causes them to have these unbelievable performances, elevated performances. So here's a couple of the best ones from over the weekend. We'll start with the one that just made me triple take. Duncan Hamilton, Bozeman native, Montana State junior, Guy's joined us on this show. He's probably been on the show—I don't know, half a dozen, maybe even eight times now. We keep highlighting him because he just keeps doing ridiculous things. I mean, the guy was in the Olympic trials as a, a you know a 20-year-old, and uh, his performance at the outdoor championships last year was one of the most uh, mind-blowing things I've ever seen. His, his level of endurance and his level of mental fortitude is just—it's second to none among athletes that we cover. He's unbelievable. Well, he's you he, he did something even more unbelievable this last weekend. Thirteen minutes and thirty point five seconds in the in the uh, the five thousand meters. What? He broke his school record by nine seconds. To put this in perspective, Shannon Butler, who was named the Big Sky Conference's number four male athlete ever during the Big Sky's fiftieth anniversary back in two thousand thirteen, Shannon Butler was an All-American and a national champion in 1991. And I know a lot of this stuff has progressed a lot. Uh, I know that, you know, I mean, track is is the times objectively across the board are just significantly better in literally every single discipline. But Shannon Butler ran 1341 in the 5,000 meters to win the national championship back in 1991. So Duncan Hamilton ran 11 seconds faster than that and breaks the school record of Montana State by 9 seconds. Unbelievable. Not sure how he wasn't the uh, Big Sky Conference Athlete of the Week, but a couple Bobcats did get weekly awards. Camilla Noe, who actually was a mattress from student of the week once upon a time when she was uh, in high school at Bozeman High, she uh, was the Female Athlete of the Week. She also set a personal best in the uh, 5,000 majors, 1552 her time, which is a, a great time as well. Broke the school record there and uh, her personal best there as well. And uh, then Colby Wilson, a a guy we haven't talked about as much on this show, but he's a freshman uh, from Olympia, Washington, and he had perhaps his breakout performance of the outdoor season. He pole vaulted 17 feet, 7.25 inches. That's the second highest pole vault in Montana State history and currently sits at 14th in the nation. So he was the men's field athlete of the week this week. And the Big Sky Conference, so impressive. Also, Derek Olson and Alana Carter, a pair of hurdlers, both from Helena, who we've talked about on the show and they've, they, we've had on, on the show a couple times. They both ran personal best times. Derek ran 1393 in the 110 high hurdles, and Alana ran 1353 in the 100-meter hurdles. So those were PR times and some of the best times uh, in the uh, Big Sky Conference. Matthew Richtman from Montana State ran one of the best 10Ks of the entire uh he was actually at the Mount Sac Relays. Excuse me. So the the Brian Clay Invitational, and the Mount Sac Relays, two different invitational meets that were going on at the same time. But Matthew Richmond, uh, he ran twenty eight forty six point forty three, the second best time in program history behind guess who, the legend Shannon Butler. So great performances by those Montana State athletes. And on the Montana side, not as many athletes participating, but a couple really good performances in the distances as well. Joel Mendez, who's a junior college transfer here at Montana, he ran uh, 3.51, excuse me, 3 minutes, 51.31 seconds in the 1,500 meters, and uh, that was good enough to place him third out of a heat that had over 50 of the top 1,500 meter runners in the country in it. Joel Mendez runs 3.51.31. Quincy Fast, 3.53.56 to finish 11th. So, Uh, Very impressive by both of those. And uh, then Mendez turned around and set the facility record at the Brian Clay invite in the 3,000-meter steeplechase with a time that ranked 10th in the nation. So really, really impressive uh, by all these collegians down there at both the Mount SAC Relays as well as the um, Brian Clay Invitational. This update presented in part by the MSU Bookstore. Bobcat fans support both your favorite teams and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. That's right. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need from jerseys to garments, T-shirts to sweatshirts. You can find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online, msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold, the MSU bookstore, your Bobcat headquarters. We'll be back at it tomorrow. We'll have our Treasure State stars for the week. Also, some drama, drama brewing in Anaconda, Montana. Our guy, Blake Hempstead, he wants to come on. I'm thinking, uh, like... What do the kids say these days? Scorched earth. I think that's probably what we're going to (laughs) hear tomorrow from our guy, Blake. Uh, Both the boys and girls basketball coaches at Anaconda High were uh, relieved of their duties last week. Both of them uh, have pretty uh, valid arguments that that was the wrong choice. They both had the administrative support, yet the school board decides to to force them out. So, I don't know. I, I think that... The the lack of involvement in youth sports right now is a huge concern. And so if there's adults that are dedicated to it and they're doing it in the right way, all the power to them. And I just think that it's silly that maybe people are getting in the way or or letting politics and playing time get in the way of of the mentorship of our young people. But, Blake, we'll have more on that. We'll also have some more NBA playoffs, some more blindside. And uh, (laughs) why wouldn't we? We'll keep talking about the transfer portal as well. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. You can find everything from today's show, the Nuwana's Now podcast. Also, do yourself a favor, go download the ESPN Montana app. It's available on the App Store. Great way to stream this show, both live and archived. We'll be back at it tomorrow at 4 p.m. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful evening. This has been Nuana's Now ESPN Radio.